episode 11 fucking hell 11 of shiny cats mental health chats which means i've nearly been doing this for a year which given like my own mental health really good that i've been able to stick with it for so long anyway hi how you doing i'm cat uh if you don't know me by now <laughs> if you don't know me by now oh god sorry podcast people anyway uh, so yeah, I'm Kat, Shani Kat. I have a degree in psychology, uh, I, but I'm not a qualified therapist. I simply do these podcasts to have conversations, raise awareness, make people feel less alone about stuff. And also I'm going through quite an intensive um, diagnostic and behavioural therapy stuff myself. Uh, yesterday I got diagnosed with PTSD. It's magical, but we won't talk about that till next year. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, this. <laughs> Why do I do these podcasts, honestly? Um, but yeah, here we are. Uh, so this week we're going to be looking at dia dialectical behavioural therapy, which is an offshoot of my specialism, which is CBT. Now, uh, I'm just going to pop a link in the chat and I will pop a link on the description for the podcast as well. Cannot recommend this book enough. If you would like to work on how you look at things, and you know that you struggle with certain types of stuff. Anyway, we'll go through what DBT is and, and what it's all about and what it can treat and everything else. <clears throat> but that book, I cannot recommend enough. Uh, if you literally put DBT book in, into Amazon, it comes up anyway. It's like a greeny, whitey cover anyway. You, you, you can't miss it. You can't miss it. I have recommended it to so many people. It's brilliant. There we go. Anyway. Don't forget, this is also for mine. So if you would like to cheer or sub or gift or donate or anything during the podcast or whilst you listen live or whatever, uh, anything during these podcasts goes to mine, which is an amazing British charity. Um, and yeah, and since the last podcast, I've doubled my teaching hours. Um, I've started looking at educational law as a specialty so I can advocate for parents who are really struggling with schools. Uh, and by that, I mean, you know, like, Schools don't fit everyone. Like, you can't put everyone in a box. Um, and there needs to be better provision to those people who can't fit in the boxes. And that's what I've really started to find myself passionate about. Um, and I've joined my local parish council. Just because I don't want any free evening. There you go. Right, DBT. What is DBT? Dialectual Behavioural Therapy. It's a talking therapy. Um, and as I said, it's based on my, my specialism of cognitive behavioural therapy. But it's um, adapted for those who feel in, um, emotions like really quite intensely. Uh, so it's actually really good for people on the spectrum who get overwhelmed with emotion. It's also really good for people who get a bit swallowed by anxiety and negative feelings. And the aim of DBT is to help you accept your difficult feelings, give you skills to manage them when they do pop up, and then hopefully with those skills you can then make nice changes in your life um so dialectical obviously means trying to understand how two things that seem opposite could both be true like i can feel confident as fuck but have crippling anxiety but like i can be both things 
you you can be more than one thing. I can be an erotic nurse for myself. I can be a great therapist for somebody else. You can be more than one thing. Um, but yeah, so for example, accepting yourself and changing your behaviour might feel different, like quite weird. Like, I accept that I'm a mess, but I need to change it a tiny bit. Um, it's one of those things, but it also, DBT is really good in giving you lots of skills so that you can make those changes where you go, yeah, I'm a hot mess, but I'm a hot mess that can now channel this energy into something else. Um, so what are the differences between DBT and CBT? Because obviously I haven't really touched on CBT, but it is, I love CBT. Um, CBT focuses on helping you to change unhelpful ways of thinking. So if you think back to the very first episode when we looked at um, addiction, uh, and one of the one of the things I talked about, you know, is people who are really addicted to shopping. And so one of the CBT things you can do is have like a card in your wallet that you take out and you get your money out and it goes, do you really need to be fucking doing this? You know, that kind of thing. And CBT is about helping you correct your unhelpful behaviours by reframing how you look at them. DBT does this as well, but it also focuses on, well, learning to love yourself, because let's be honest, a lot of people don't love themselves. They're not comfortable with themselves. They don't know themselves. Like, not even happy being naked on your own. You know, that you need to learn to accept yourself just as a general life skill anyway. So if you are one of these people who feels that you're not where you should be in terms of like, okay, I'm, I'm a 35 year old woman. I walk around the house naked. I know what I'm into. I know what I don't like. I know what I'll tolerate from people. I know what I won't tolerate from people. But it's taken me years to get to that. If you're struggling because you still don't know who you are, maybe it's because you're not happy with who you are. You need to learn to accept who you are. And DBT can help with that. Because I also don't know anyone at our age who hasn't got some sort of hang up like anxiety or depression who then also might struggle with themselves. So DBT is just, it's just, I can't, I can't recommend it enough. Can you tell? Can you tell? Um, it's very, very powerful. Um, but it is hard work. Um, DBT is not easy. You have to put in the work or you won't get the results out that you want or that you deserve or that you expect. Um, uh, DBT can also include a lot of group work, which might be off-putting to some. But honestly, it's, it's, it's so bloody good. Um, <laughs> you can tell I'm really into it. Never done it for myself. But because I've studied it, I recommend it to people. I, um, I'm very happy with who I am as a person. Um, so I don't need the accepting myself side. Um, but what I do need is, uh, obviously I'm, I'm reusing my own CBT tools and therapy at the moment, but it's very interesting trying to apply tools that you know very well to yourself when you can be your own. Worst enemy. Anyway, I digress. Experiences of DBT. Uh, it can help with bipolar disorder or borderline personality disorder. It can be really, really helpful. Um, it, it might also, initially when you start DBT, it might feel like things don't change a lot. But what you might find is that you might have all of the feelings and thoughts and emotions, but you have less crises points or meltdowns or day-to-day -day life just starts getting a little bit easier that's when you know it started to work um uh, what can dbt use to treat uh, or be used to treat um it's really helpful to tackle problems like self-harming suicide and depression it's, it was originally developed for borderline personality disorder which we obviously took touched on a while ago um and NHS is also now starting to offer DBT for younger people, drug and alcohol problems, eating, 
problems and offending behavior so like it's actually being helped or being used to help recidivism um sorry uh, recidivism is people who reoffend after they get out of prison i'm very very passionate about recidivism there are certain crimes where there is no possibility of recidivism but that's this is not the time or the place maybe i should start a crime podcast here we go but um it, it can be really good for those minor crimes in getting you out of the mindset of once a criminal always a criminal because a lot of people get stuck in recidivism because they just don't see another way to live because no one's given them those skills while they've been in prison and no one gives them a chance to have a normal life when they get outside because there's a stigma of you being in prison so it's actually being used now quite a lot to help you can tell i'm quite passionate about that that's the criminology side it's lovely but i just think it, it's so powerful dbt is only though very likely to work if you're committed to making positive changes if you're like i'm gonna read through this book and maybe then don't don't fucking bother because it won't work you you need to be ready to work hard at therapy you need to be willing to do homework and assignments and write in journals and do exercises and really put in the time and you're really you you, you also really want to focus on your present and your future rather than being stuck in the past and you also need to be able to feel like you can talk about who you, you you know who you are in front of other people and be ready for group work if those four things sound like too much right now maybe it's not the time to try it or get the book read through it and if it doesn't terrify the bejesus out of you then maybe start doing the steps um but it is it's really quite helpful um so in at the moment i'm going through a service called healthy minds and there's a lot of like one-to-one guided help um and a lot of it will use stuff like dbt and cbt and it is again it's only works and they only recommend it if they think you'll put in the work because obviously there is a huge waiting list for stuff like this so if you finally do get to the stage where you can have a therapist one-to-one or you, you get assigned to a group and then you don't take that opportunity this is just a mild irk on me i do find it really hard to engage in certain services i have I'm I'm 35 years old and I'm only just starting therapy. I should have been on it since I was 15. Like, I should have been in therapy 20 fucking years ago. But I wasn't ready to engage and I wasn't ready to work on myself. And I wasn't, um, I just didn't want to talk to anyone about it. Like, it was my problem. I'll deal with it. It's fine. Um, but I never wasted anybody's time in those 20 years. I never got to the, yay, let's start group. And I never took up a spot and then wasted it, if that makes sense. I didn't start doing the work until I was ready. But you also occasionally might need to kick up the arse. It's a really weird one. Mental health is a very weird one. Um, you can just suddenly have this like light bulb moment where you, you just want to make yourself better. That's where I am. Um, or you've started to have the wobbles and you know that you're not quite right, but you don't know what to do. And that's when you reach out to people like Mind or Healthy Mind or whatever you do have in your country. I don't know the audience reach for this. I think it's like four people, but I love you anyway. Um, but DBT, you have to be ready for the journey. You can't half-arse it because it won't work. Um, and I know you could say that about anything. Like if you half-arse going to the gym, you won't get the book. Yeah, fine. Okay, think of it like that. It's like going to the gym for your brain. You're going to have to put the time in. And it's not going to be like one of those ones like, oh, I've started eating more healthily. Why have I not lost all the weight? Well, because you're not doing any fucking exercise. DBT is like that. Um, You can read the book, but then if you don't do the book, what's the fucking point? Um, 
Sorry, I'm having a bit of a rant. <laughs> but this is honestly, DBT is something I feel really, really passionate about. And it is absolutely amazing. But if you don't buy into it, there's no fucking point. Um, but honestly, I can't talk it up enough. It's just amazing. It's so good. Um, so there's this, um, there's four different types of D DBT sessions anyway. So there's the pre-treatment. And this is when you go through lots and lots of assessments. Um, so I have had one, two, three, four, uh, six or seven sessions now on the phone where there have been questionnaires. Like, how often does this feel make you happen, uh, feel? How, how often do you feel this emotion? How often do you do this thing? I've had six weeks of that. Six fucking weeks of it. Even my, <laughs> my current therapist said I've been incredibly patient with the process. But I have six weeks of pre-treatment. Um, and the problem I've got with pre-treatment and the problem that you might experience, and I'm going to be really honest about this because it, it, it really knocked me for six and I was not prepared, is that I don't know how you envisage your own mental health, but mine are boxes. You know those, like, when someone loses their job in an American film, cardboard box with the handles either side and the little lid? Yeah. I envisage my mental health as, like, thousands and thousands of these fucking boxes. Now, what happens during the... Uh, pre-treatment phase is that you have to go through all these questionnaires and talk about your life experience from like from when you can remember until present day and it picks at and manages to take the lid off every fucking box and then you'll sit there and you're like oh I feel worse um it's part of the process I wasn't ready for it if you're listening to this now going I'd love to start therapy just be just make sure you have a supportive network and by a supportive network I mean, people who have never done you wrong, who won't judge you if you just, you're a mess for the next two months. Um, it's really important to have those strong people in your corner for the, for the, for the pre-treatment phase because it's, um, it's been difficult. I'm really glad I'm not on camera, <laughs> but it's been difficult. Um, but it's really, really good. But then you don't realise until you start taking all the lids off all the boxes why you need the therapy. And again, if you're not ready to do the work, the boxes phase will be really hard. Sorry, I don't know what you guys call it. It's boxes for me. I don't know what it is for anybody else. Anyway, once you've gone through the pre-treatment and done all the questionnaires, or you've run out of questionnaires, which I think is where we are now. Six bloody seven weeks. Old. So sick of them. Massive shout out to Rebecca if you're listening to this. I really like you as a therapist. But the whole patient, like... Counselor things annoying because I really want you in my D and D pie because you're adorable. Anyway, I digress. So, once you've gone through your pre-treatment, you might then be offered something like individual therapy. So you get a weekly one-to-one -one session lasting like forty-five to sixty minutes, kind of deal. Um, they help keep yourself safe by reducing those negative thoughts that might make you want to harm yourself. Um, they reduce behaviours that interfere with therapy. So you might be looking at routine and sleep. Drinking less, smoking less, all that kind of stuff. Um, to help you reach your goals and improve quality of life by addressing what's getting in the way. So what might happen is you'll have DBT, but you'll also be learning coping skills or other things like when you've got depression or anxiety or something that's coming up in a couple of months' time when we look at hearing voices. Um, and now what Healthy Mind do um, is that they ask you if you need help with work and you get assigned like our work coach who then um, either talks to your employer for you, if you're really lucky, or gives you the tools or gives you like a pre-written 
email, letter, whatever, that you give to your boss and just go, hey, I'm in therapy. Be nice to me. Um, obviously, it's a lot more detailed than that, but that's the gist. I can boil very complex points down into simple, snarky, three-word things, and it's great. But yeah, uh, and then the other thing they do is they help you learn new skills to replace unhelpful behaviours and achieve your goals. So if you're unhelpful behaviour, like I'm I'm a big picker. Um, it's something to do with derma, da 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 I can't remember the name of it right now, but I got it bad. If I've got a spot, I need to pop it. If there's something on my skin that doesn't feel right, I need to pick it. Um, I'm currently trying to learn new skills to replace my unhelpful behaviour. <laughs> it's really hard though. Because when you find out that you've been self-harming since you were like five, which is 30 years of your life, it's very hard to like readdress that. But there we are. Um, a DBT therapist is also likely to ask you to fill out like a diary um, or like a, <clears throat> uh, like maybe even a mood tracker if, if you're not the journaling type. I have mixed feelings about journaling. I did a gratitude journal once for a month because I made my students do it. And I was like, I can't ask them to do it if I'm not prepared to do it. So I did it. And it was really helpful to go, that was a shit day. But oh, look, these positive things still happened. And it, it kind of teaches you to find the positive every day. So I can, I, I, let's see how journaling works. But I'm not, a, I'm not a, dear diary, today I slept till 1.30pm. And then I watched the Vampire Academy film and was three hours late to my own podcast. Like. That, no one wants to fucking read that my diary doesn't even want to read that um so i don't find that helpful but some people really love it and all, all credit to you um but yeah so you, you so you'll have these one-to-one -one sessions and then during the week yeah you know yeah how was your monday how was your tuesday how was your wednesday um and then what it does is that then starts to be used to <coughs> excuse me look for patterns and triggers so if i don't rest enough i have colossal burnout but i won't burn out like a normal person oh no 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 i have full-on emotional breakdowns because of being on the spectrum um and especially if whilst i've been really really busy and i haven't made time for myself there's been a lot of stressful stuff going on so i had the most spectacular meltdown i want to say last monday it was great it was a brilliant meltdown was it last monday i think it was because i didn't have yoga and i didn't have therapy so my routine was bollocks, so I'd lost my coping strategies, and I had a meltdown. And uh, I know what triggered it, I don't need to write it down. I'm not also going to talk about it right now, because it'll piss quite a few people off. But when I then talk through it with my therapist, I have very clear triggers. My clear triggers tend to be about people's honesty, hypocrisy, how they treat people, how they want to be treated, and then, um, and then it also is kind of like trying to learn how to regulate negative emotion which is kind of difficult yeah but there i i can tell you in the last six seven weeks i know what my patterns and triggers are um you might not know what they are yet so you know like <sighs> a diary might be really helpful um there is there are some diary cards on the dbt self-help website and as i'm waffling I can put this in the chat if you're live now. They're great. Um, you, you could just get a blank notebook or you could just print this out and it just involves like circling and colouring and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, you know, um, but they're free tools. And I think I'm all about that. And if you look at that kind of stuff and go, this seems really accessible, 
again, DBT may be for you. Um, it also teaches you that emotions are not the enemy. They are useful functions. Like if you're, if you feel emotions really intently, like I do, it's it's sometimes hard to know where to put them. My biggest one is when I get angry, I don't know where to put my rage, and it comes out in one of three ways. Either I will smash the nearest thing, which means I wasn't actually that angry to begin with, but I just needed some sort of release. I will sit, seethe, and go very quiet, which means I'm struggling with how angry I am and I don't want to explode at the first wrong person. Or I will just immediately react and say or do something that, you know, I'll regret. Much like smashing something, but if there's someone in front of me, I will go straight for the thing and say the thing that I know will absolutely hurt them the most because I'm angry. Um, I understand that these help feel, uh, behaviours are not helpful uh, and I am now working on them. <laughs> You might then um, end up moving to like skills, training in groups. This will look at stuff like mindfulness, distress tolerance, interpersonal effectiveness and emotional regulation. Mindfulness is this brilliant banner that's been given to a bunch of stuff that comes under the other brilliant modern banner. Self-care, right? Mindfulness is just basically making time to sit in your head and be okay with how you think. That's the way I boil it down. Be it through meditation, which I love, yoga, which I really love. Um, it's just about bringing yourself to like a really calm centre and putting yourself at the centre. Even if it's for only half an hour a week, how many of us in this insanely frenetic pace of life can actually say, hand on heart, that every week we make time for ourselves? So even if you're listening to this going, oh, I couldn't give a crap about DBT, cool. But do you make enough time for yourself? Yeah yoga meditation tai chi going for a walk in nature having a really long bath doing something nice and but just on your own and thinking about your breathing and then what and it's about acknowledging the thoughts that pop into your head when you're doing all this not telling them to piss off you'll go oh my mind's wandering oh it's doing this uh and then you get and if you don't make time for that you don't have those moments where life suddenly makes more fucking sense and then you so it's a good life skill anyway. Um, we will cover mindfulness. Obviously, this is the A to Z of mental health and we're only on D, God. And it's only the 11th podcast. We will get to mindfulness. Um, but I, I'm a huge, huge fan. Uh, I love guided meditation. I haven't yet gotten to a point where I'm comfortable doing it on my own because I tend to fall asleep. <laughs> Which I know sounds really funny. When I get so relaxed, I'm like, yeah, I'm out. I'm gone. Uh, I nearly fell asleep during yoga this week. We were doing our Shavasana. And I was, yeah, anyway. Um, so mindfulness is just amazing anyway, but obviously it, it will be brought into DBT. Uh, distress tolerance. So how can you deal with a crisis without turning to harmful behaviours? So by that, I mean, are you the kind of person that has an absolutely shit day, shit couple of days, goes, fuck it, I'm opening the gin, because I certainly am. Um, and it's about learning how to not do that or to channel that energy into something else or to acknowledge the fact you've had a shitty day. But actually, what could you do for yourself that then won't make you feel like shit tomorrow? So obviously, if you cane it on alcohol because you've had a really crappy day, chances are your next day is going to be bollocks because you won't sleep very well and you'll have a hangover and you've stayed up too late. And I'm talking from my personal experience. There are better ways of dealing with it. Um, my new current way of dealing with stress is to go for a walk, um, <laughs> which is helpful, but occasionally has meant that I have just left and not said anything. 
<laughs> or my other new one um, is just to just sit in my room listening to music um, rather than have a guided meditation because it means I can focus on the lyrics and let my brain wander a bit better. But the stress tolerance is really important. It's really important for people who are on the spectrum as well because I get to a point where I get overwhelmed by emotions and I can do, this is a bit of a tangent, but you know vampire diaries when they can switch their emotions off? I can kind of get to a state where I don't feel anything. Um, it is a self-defense mechanism. I know that. And it lets me just sit in this void of feeling nothing until I decide where I want to go. Um, again, it's not helpful. I'm trying to learn how to deal with that. But that's distress tolerance and I'm brand new to it. So we that'll come up more, I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> interpersonal effectiveness. This means learning to ask for things and say no to other people. <laughs> it's really hard. I, um... Uh, a few weeks ago, I don't know, I don't know if Tekken's still in the chat, but a few weeks ago, I was literally like, I'm having a really bad time, can we please have a catch-up? And I am not the friend that does that. I am not only the friend that's like, you're having a shitty time, do you want to come over? Um, I find it really, really hard to ask people for help, normally because I don't trust them. Um, <laughs> not that, and if you're listening to this going, bitch, I thought we were friends, I trusted you. It's not that I don't trust you, trust you. It's I, mm, there's a there's a whole different level to being vulnerable with your mental health with someone, and I just there's there's very few people I'm prepared to do that with. Although a complete stranger I talk to on the phone because she's lovely, yeah, no problem at all. I don't have to see her day to day. But <laughs> you also have to have obviously respect for yourself and others, but like saying no is a really powerful thing. So uh, this is not a mental health space. This is just work based. I'm self employed, and at the moment I've got someone asking me to produce work. This is going to take me like a good couple of hours, like maybe three, four. But they haven't discussed paying me. It's like, uh, so in the politest way possible, I said, I'm self-employed. Fuck off until you've paid me. Um, waiting for the fallout from that. I'll let you know how it goes. But I have to do it. I have to be respectful to myself. I have to have boundaries and I need to say no more. I think a lot of us need to say no more. Some of us just don't know how to say no. And if you don't know how to say no, fuck off. It's also a great alternative. <laughs> and then emotional regulation. Yay. This is a skill set you can use to understand more aware and have more control over your emotions. Great. Good. I'm not quite sure how many weeks into therapy I'm going to be when that starts to kick in, but I am really trying to work on it. Um, it's weird. I'll just cry at random stuff when we're watching TV. I don't think that's emotional dysregulation. I think that's just me having a, an outlet, but. Emotional regulation and distress tolerance, my, uh, uh, they're too, they're hard when you're on the spectrum. <laughs> they're really hard. Um, but in group sessions where you look at mindfulness, distress tolerance, interpersonal effectiveness, and emotional make it really, blah, 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 regulation, what tends to happen is you do group exercises and you role play. So you role play being in a situation where someone's like, nah, 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 I need you to do this. And you're like, no. And even the simple art of practicing saying no, um, Gives you the confidence that then when it does come up in an actual real life scenario, cool. So don't belittle the group therapy and the role play because some people really need, you know, those people who rehearse arguments in their head and they need to practice it and then you walk away from an argument and then you replay it in your head and you're really fucked off because you've missed something. Role play is great. It gives you like a literal 3D run through of a scenario and it's just, it's very helpful. Um, the final thing they might look at is telephone crisis coaching. 
Um, so DBT often uses telephone crisis coaching to support you in your day-to-day life, which means you can call your therapist between uh, sessions for support. So if you have like an immediate crisis or you want some advice on how to apply a skill that you've touched on but you don't 100% know, or if you need to repair your relationship with your therapist, why is that on there? Maybe you've been mean to your therapist and you need to say sorry. I don't know. I love my therapist. I didn't like my first one. She was not experienced enough to deal with the mess of my head. But she was still nice, just not right for me. Um, And also because of the fact that she wasn't experienced enough, it's added like extra, extra weeks onto where I am, which is mildly frustrating. But everyone has to learn, so I'm trying not to hold it as a grudge, but you know what I mean? (sighs) Anyway. Your therapist should actually set some really clear boundaries. So the calls usually have to be very, very brief. The calls should only take place um, between hours that you agree. Um, And in certain circumstances, they might ask for you to try and wait 24 hours before calling them. Obviously, you're having an immediate self-harm crisis. Fuck that and speak to someone. Um, But otherwise, yeah. I cannot contact my therapist directly out of hours. But what I can do is text a number and then someone phones me back within 24 hours, which I think is quite cool. Uh, and I actually used that this week. Um, so telephone crisis co- coaching is obviously it's picked up loads because of pandemic life. I think pandemic life, as much as it's fucked up a lot of things, it's made remotely accessing services so much easier. Uh, I'm really loving my phone therapy. I can be sat on my bed in my pyjamas with my vape and a drink. I can have the TV on silent so I've got something else to look at so I'm not nervously looking around the room. And it's just... I feel happier and safer doing the therapy in my own home on the phone than I would be going to a room where I don't know the smells and I can't regulate the temperature the way I want and my cat's not there to stroke and I don't have a blanket. Like, you know. Um, So telephone crisis coaching is amazing. There are so many emergency numbers in the UK and for the US. I can probably, I should probably put some together as like a directory and stick it in Discord. But there's so many now. Um, And they they range from immediate crises, I've never accessed your support before, fuck, please help me. So for the UK, that's Samaritans, or it's um, like your local safe haven. Uh, And then there's obviously things like, I use Healthy Mind. So initially my GP was like, do you self-refer? I was like, okie dokie. And now if I have a crisis, I text the number and someone can phone me back, even though I've got set therapy every week, which is really, really cool. Then we look at acceptance techniques. Sorry, I'm using my slightly condescending voice when I say that. Um, Acceptance techniques. I don't mean that. I'm just sarcastic by nature. Understanding yourself as a person, then understand why you might do things that involve self-harm or misuse of drugs and alcohol. Um, I am self-aware enough to know that I have a self-destructive streak that involves drugs and alcohol because I had so little control over my own life growing up that that's the easiest way I found to hurt myself. There you go. That's why I know I use it. Cool. Brilliant. I said that like it's really flippant, but I've been aware of it for a while. But if you don't know why you do these things to yourself, I'm, I mean, yeah. Like I had one friend who would go out on a Friday, get blackout blind drunk. I mean, to the point I would have to fireman's lift her over my shoulder and carry her the fuck home, put her to bed, roll her onto her side so she didn't vomit and choke in her sleep, leave her water and then write a detailed account of what had happened because she wouldn't fucking remember. And then she'd want to do it again the next day. And I was like, no. And we had this huge argument. And I was like, you need to speak to somebody. Because this, on a Friday night, to this extent, is not normal. This is not blowing off the stress of being a teacher for the week. This is, I am trying to fuck myself up. Um, so if you've got a friend that does that, oh, I have been occasionally that friend. Um, 
if no one else has pointed it out to them and you're worried about their behavior just say it because you might be that first person to kick them up the ass you might even be the 51st person to kick them up the ass but eventually the message will get through that their behaviors are harmful and they need to look after themselves so obviously do it in a nice way but yeah they might not know why they're doing it to themselves um i hate being so self-aware ignorance truly is bliss unless you're trying to sort out your mental health and then ignorance is kind of scary but it is just making sense of why you are the way you are is huge if that makes sense like i always said that once i met uh parents evenings i used to love them as a teacher fucking brilliant thing i would meet either one or two adults in charge of the child and I'm not going to say mum and dad because traditional families, meh. But I would meet the adults in charge of a child or the adult. And that student would suddenly make more sense because I've seen where they come from. Cool. Brilliant. Acceptance techniques. You need to know why. Or you need to understand why. You are the way you are and you do what you do. Like, that's just something everyone should know, regardless of whether or not you need DBT and you're working on your mental health. But understanding yourself as a person and understanding why you might do things to yourself and others because of that is very powerful. Um, yeah, and I used to, oh God, I used to, I used to have some spectacular, let's not call them anything else other than they were, self-harm benders, but I would take various recreational drugs and lose the weekend because i was miserable as fuck in a very unhappy and controlling marriage and it was my escape i switched my brain off and i didn't care um wasn't healthy i've managed to stop it now hey but still it's one of like i knew why i was doing it but at the time i just didn't want to admit why i was doing it and then when i finally admitted why i was doing it then i had to leave and get a divorce and do all the messy things so you know baby steps but Again, DBT, even if you don't think you have any other underlying mental health issue, if you don't know who you are, DBT is amazing. I've said it once, I'll keep saying it. DBT, fucking awesome. Um, but please make sure you do it with a therapist. Or at least just get the book and read it and then reach out to someone to help you through it. Not me. Um, boundaries, not me. I will suggest you the book, but I'm not going through the book with you. Um, <laughs> a dbt therapist might suggest that this has been your only way of coping with intense emotions yeah so if you've never had an outlet for your emotions before but you've always been able to drink under the table like that will start to you know that could give you long-term damage it may harm other people but your behavior will make sense because if you've never been taught how to cope with negative emotion well what are you gonna do anyway Change techniques then get used in order to go through all this. Change techniques focus on replacing behaviours that harm you with behaviours that may help you. Um, so you, you might have to like challenge your unhelpful thoughts like, fuck off, why do I feel bad today? No, go away, brain. I call my, my, my bad thoughts, I call brain ferrets. And I imagine them like whack-a-mole. Um, how I picture stuff is not how everyone else pictures stuff. You might not picture stuff at all or it might be very vivid and different. Who knows? Um, but then you'll also be encouraged to find new ways of dealing with distress. Going out into the wild and just going, ah! Apparently some people find that really cathartic. That doesn't hurt anyone. It gets you out of nature, which means you've gone for a walk. 
could hurt your vocal cords, I suppose, if you scream too hard. But at least it's better than nothing. Um, it's not a short-term thing either, this, this change techniques. Like, I have been in the diagnostic stage of therapy for six, seven weeks. As I said, all my boxes are open. I'm not in a great place, which is why I've been quite unreliable with streams. Hello. Um, but I might be doing this for two years before I get to where I want to be. I might have been nearly 40 and still dealing with baggage from when I was five. But I really want to put the work in. So I hope I get the results out. But again, it's DBT, CBT, and they're not quick fixes. Like most CBT courses last at least a year, if not longer. Um, because they have to as well. Like you can't just go, here's a book, you'll be fine. It's not how it works. It's not like putting a plaster over an open cut. There, there is no quick fix for mental health. I think I've said that before as well. Until you get to the root causes of the undesirable behaviours and side effects. So, like, for me, it's getting to the root cause of my insomnia and stuff like that. I've already stopped drinking to excess, pretty much. It's been quite nice cutting down, actually. <laughs> I like waking up in the mornings not feeling like a fucking zombie. It's great. Um, but it's it's figuring out why all that happens. Like, why have I got busy brain that I can't shut up and I can't sleep? Oh, yes, because I was forced to go to bed way too early as a child when I wasn't tired, and then my brain would never shut up. Like, I'm, I'm starting to unpack that bit. I'm not entirely sure, which is why I've stopped myself from making the point. I'm still, I'm quite sure my insomnia is linked to childhood bedtime routines and stuff. And then it was also further fucked up because my ex-husband used to have his computer in our bedroom so I couldn't go to sleep when I wanted to go to fucking sleep yeah I hold a grudge about that 12 years of not being able to go to bed when you're tired you build up a lot of fucking resentment um so I have issues around sleep because people have given me issues around sleep me um and that you know that took a while to figure out yeah. anyway sorry this has been quite a personal rant I suppose it's because like I said, the thing with these eight set of mental health, like the next one coming up, I know nothing about. I have no first-hand experience. I think I know one person that has experience with the next topic, which is, she scrolls down on her list of notes, um, disassociation and dissociative disorder. So when you kind of like clock out and someone else takes over and like you clock back in again, or you're very aware, but you're very disconnected. Like I don't really get it. Um, so next month is going to require a lot of research, but for the, the months where I'm either very familiar with, have first-hand experience with, or really support, or I've studied, like today, um, I waffle, I waffle a lot, but DBT is honestly amazing. Um, sadly though, accessing DBT can be quite fucking difficult. Um, healthy mind, there is a phone number you can text, mind, there are people you can get in touch with, your GP... You might have a waiting list, but your GP can get you there. Um, a lot of people can't afford to go private, but if you're in a situation, there are um, there's a there's a link on Mind's website called Facing Barriers um, to you know get help. So it's what if my doctor won't cover the treatment I want? What if the treatment I need isn't available? What if I've tried everything and nothing works? What if I'm unhappy with how my professionals are? Um, you know, it's fine. There's loads of help out there, but. I think the main thing is is get reaching out and getting that emotion you know initial step where you're like, "Hello, I'd like some help with this please um that is often the hardest step actually 
Which is weird, isn't it? But uh, initially going, or jumping from your, let's say, let's say you're on a sinking boat in the middle of a lake and this very precarious route of lily pads will safely get you to the shore, but you just have to trust it. And that's what it feels like starting therapy. Does that make sense? God, I've waffled. Anyway. But yeah, you have to get you have to go through like a referral process to get DBT. Or obviously, there's the book I recommended, the Dialect Behavior Therapy book. Um, it's an amazing book. You can pick it up from. This is the problem. It's been out for a long time, but it can cost you anything from like ten to twenty quid. Um, but it's very helpful. So it's a skills workbook, and it gives you exercises for everything. Um, I think it was initially published back in 2007, if not before, I can't remember. But it's it's very, very good. Very, 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 very good. Cannot recommend it enough. Um, can I do DBT by myself? Yes, you can. Um, but unlike CBT, it can be really difficult to learn DBT techniques by yourself. It can also be quite overwhelming when you start doing it. Doing it by yourself doesn't usually work as well unless you're also getting input from someone who's properly trained. So by all means, get the book, but then find a course. There's loads of courses, or you can possibly get a therapist or through like Mind Health and Mind or the NHS or whatever. That's fine. But just the, the doing a formal course can mean that when it really does get difficult, because a lot of the mental health stuff, you will feel worse before you, before you get better. That's as much side effect as medications is taking the list of uh, lids off all the boxes when you're going through the diagnostic phase. It will make you feel worse before you get better. That's just because you have to confront so many things at once. And then you go, oh, shit. Um, it's part of the process, though. Yeah. But um, doing a formal course will help you stay uh, motivated. It'll give you situations where you can practice your skills, like the role play thing. And it also might just give you that support group where you feel less alone. Um, but there's so much stuff online for DBT. It's, it's honestly wonderful. Um, cannot recommend it enough. The, the official DBT website is called Behavioral Tech. Um, and they actually have uh, a live, they, they have like a bunch of like live remote instructor-led courses. So there's one coming up in a couple of weeks. Then there's like stuff about how you can do DBT for team leaders. There's like DBT for yourself. There's DBT at work. Um, it's great. Um, cannot recommend it enough. Behavioral Tech, check it out. Honestly, it's great. Um, it's been quite a ranty, waffly podcast. Next month will be the 12th of 30-something, 36, I don't know, I can't remember. There's a lot. Anyway, it means we're nearly a third of the way through. Woo! Uh, but next next month is Disassociation and Dissociative Disorders, which is not going to be a mouthful at all for now or next time. But um, If anyone is listening back to this and has experience with dissociative disorders, please do get in touch. Um, one of the things about being on the spectrum is if I haven't been through it, I can't relate to it. So I find it very difficult to not just read statistics and information about the thing that we're covering this month. You can probably hear a difference in the podcast, actually. But there you go. Um, but yeah, that's me. Uh, uh, for those of you who are interested in the other stuff that we do, and you're not just here for the mental health, tomorrow is the Shiny Ducking Cats geek chats and we're looking at board games it's also jackbox games uh i am looking at bringing back streaming during the week it's just last week was an absolute bitch of a week um but yeah also i'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself and keep it for the love of streaming so there you go 
But yeah, tomorrow, another podcast. Shocking. And then next month, another podcast. <gasps> it's like we're doing it on purpose. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening to me waffle. Um, I hope you found it interesting. Um, and as always, if you've been inf- uh, affected by anything that we've talked about today, reach out to someone, please. Don't suffer on your own. It is pointless and it doesn't serve you any good. I might be 35 and finally getting the help I need, but fucking hell, imagine the choices I could have made if I'd done it sooner. Um, so you are not alone. There is help out there. And here in the Shiny family, we're very unjudgmental. So, you know, come talk to us and we will look after you. Anyway, until next time, my lovely people, goodbye. Mm-hmm.